Kenneth Cheesebro moves for a speedy trial in Atlanta. First, he turns himself in. He surrenders and gets arrested. He's the sixth person to turn himself in in the 19-count RICO indictment in Fulton County in Atlanta, uh, being prosecuted by state prosecutor Fonnie Willis there. And he was released on $50,000 bond. That's a consent bond that he, his lawyer, and the prosecutor and the judge all agreed was a fair amount that he had to post. He only has to post a fraction of it, I think 10%, uh, in order to uh, be released. But Kenneth Cheeseborough, who is he? And how did he find himself in this mess? And what is he doing now that he's moving for a speedy trial? Let's talk about this. Ken Cheesebro was a nerdy Harvard lawyer, apparently, but he's also co-conspirator number five in uh, Jack Smith's January 6th indictment. He used to be liberal, according to people who knew him back then at Harvard, and they called him Cheese, obviously for his name, but as well as because he's from Wisconsin, and that was his, his nickname. But he apparently made boatloads of money in Bitcoin, and he made a hard right to the MAGA extremists, and that's where he is. And he was a lawyer, really smart lawyer, well, he still is, uh, apparently, who uh, had a reputation for being nerdy and smart, but he really bends the law in bizarre ways. And we know this based on the memos that we have seen that he wrote for Donald Trump, candidate Trump, who wanted to uh, upend the results of the 2020 election. And he wrote these memos that there are at least two, if not more, where he spelled out this entire fake elector scheme, right? He said that all you need to do is get these fake slates of electors in the seven battleground states and just cast some doubt into who the winner is and get Mike Pence to push it back down to the states because there's doubt, because he doesn't, he wants them to claim that Pence didn't know who won, even though he did know who win, and then push it back down to the states that by and large have Republican uh, legislatures who then they could decide which electors to put in place and literally steal the vote from the um, American people who cast lawful votes. So that's who Ken Cheesebro is. He's the architect of that scheme. So as I said, he appears in the January 6th indictment as co-conspirator number five. He's mentioned at least a dozen times, maybe more. And in there, it's clear that he's the one who's the mastermind that devised this fake elector plot. He was charged in Fonnie Willis's case under RICO, the racketeering uh, influence corrupt organizations statute. And there he's charged with being the architect of the causing the six Georgia Republican electors, fake electors, to sign the fake certificate. He was the brains behind the scheme. And so he has now been charged. He's also, we recently learned, he was on the ground on January 6th following around Alex Jones, the conspiracy theorist, right? The guy who claimed that, you know, Sandy Hook was a, was a hoax and he's, you know, just this massive Infowars uh, conspiracy theorist. So Ken Cheesebro, he wanted to put him, hold himself out as a lawyer giving legal advice. And Donald Trump wanted to hide behind that saying, 
I'm not guilty. I was relying on my lawyer. But he really was more of an activist trying to help steal the election and was on the ground at the time on January 6th, making sure that it happened because chaos and havoc was part of his plan to try to put pressure on the Supreme Court to uh, allow this scheme to occur. So let's talk about what's happening in Georgia. He is the only of the 19 defendants so far who has said, I want a speedy trial. Okay, and what does that mean in Georgia? Now, all states and the federal government, they all have some kind of speedy trial requirement, right? In New York, for example, for a felony, you have six months from the time that you start, that you file an accusatory instrument, to the time that you are ready for trial. You have six months to, to answer ready or the case gets dismissed. And obviously, cases take longer because sometimes, sometimes are excludable, right? Motion practice, etc. Well, Georgia has a very unique speedy trial statute that is lightning speed. And many people have surmised that Fonnie Willis obviously knows about the statute, which is because she practices in, exclusively in Georgia state court. And therefore, that's why she took so long to bring this case. Um, there are lots of people who are criticizing her, <coughs> excuse me, for taking two and a half years to bring this case. But apparently the reason she took so long was she knew if any of these 19 defendants requested a speedy trial, then she had to be ready. And so she was not going to file the case until she was 100% ready to go to trial the very next day if she had to. And the way it works in Georgia is the speedy trial law. It's uh, it's a very, very short time period. It's found in Georgia law. It's OCGA section 17-7-1780 sub A. And I'm just going to read the relevant part uh, that Ken Cheesebro cited in his two-page or one-and-a-half-page motion for speedy trial. It says any defendant against who a true bill of indictment, that just means an indictment, is filed with the clerk for an offense not affecting the defendant's life, meaning it's not a death penalty case, may enter a demand for speedy trial at the court term at which the indictment is filed or at the next succeeding regular court term thereafter. So if this indictment was just filed in August, they have to either be ready during this court term right that goes uh, that goes from, they have different court terms, right? So this one goes to the end of August, uh, but then there's another one that goes from July, uh, September, and November, right? So you've got these different court terms. So she's really going to have to be ready by November, the end of November, so before the end of the year. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. 
Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which helps with de-stressing and managing anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used Fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. It's easy to hold and perfectly balanced, quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up, and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off, because it's hard. But switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code LEGALAF to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M.com. Use code LEGALAF to save 10% off the journey pack today. So for example, if a defendant is indicted for you know charges in Fulton County and the offense occurs say in January and the case uh, and the case is indicted though the following June, Fulton County has two terms of court running from June uh, to September and one from September to December. If they file for the motion for speedy trial before the end of the current term, then the case must be tried before the second Monday in December. I know it sounds kind of confusing, um, but that's kind of how it is. And if if the, you if they don't try the case or commence the trial, then the defendant is automatically acquitted of all charges. So it, it on the merits, you can't try them again. And so this case will have to be tried by the end of the year, or at least commenced by the end of the year, now that Ken Cheesebro made this demand. So the way, so one question is, okay, but what happens to all the other defendants, right? Uh, what happens to the 18 other defendants? So it's unclear because normally a speedy trial for one means a speedy trial for all. And, and first, before I go into that, though, let's think about why would Ken Cheeseboro want a speedy trial? Why would he want to go so fast and not take time to file all the motions that he'd want to file, attack the case, you know, for various reasons, give these defenses, attack the sufficiency of the grand jury, attack, you know, using the special purpose grand jury first, and then the, you know, this other grand jury for an indictment second. I mean, who knows? There could be lots of things that he wants to argue, but instead he wants to go quickly. And why? would he want that? Um, I think it's a few reasons. I think it could be maybe he wants to clear his name. You know, um, he, he really, he, you know, he's a lawyer who wants to just practice law and, and didn't want to get caught up in, in the criminal side of all this. Maybe he's calling Fonnie Willis's bluff, bluff, hoping she won't be ready. Um, who knows why he's doing it, but he's done it. And but so what does it mean for all the other defendants, right? For the other 18 defendants? Apparently, that's in the ju judge's discretion, right? Judge McAfee, the very new judge who doesn't have a lot of experience. Fonnie Willis, if you recall, said she wants to try all the cases together, and she wanted to do it in March uh, of next year of 2024. Um, but I think that this judge will likely sever at least Ken Cheeseboro or anyone else wanting a speedy trial, because logistically trying 19 people in one courtroom is quite tricky as it is. So perhaps for judicial economy reasons, he'll say, and, and the fact that, that you know certain people want a speedy trial, he could sever for that reason. Another sort of 
wrinkle in all of this is three defendants so far have filed for removal to federal court. So we've talked about this before on Legal AF and on various hot hot takes of what this removal is. If a defendant is a federal officer or working at the direction of a federal officer, or, I'm sorry, and you have to have all three, and he was doing the act that he's being charged with now, either civilly or criminally, but here it's criminal uh, under the color of state uh, of federal law, meaning he was performing his job. That's that's what that means um, while he was doing it. And number three, he has some kind of viable federal defense, and you have to have all three. And the most simplistic way to understand what federal removal removal is in a criminal context would be like, say you have a federal uh, law enforcement agent executing a search warrant. And in the course of executing the search warrant, uh, they get in, he gets into a gun battle and ends up shooting and killing someone. He's a federal officer. He was executing his his duties, right? He was he was in the course of executing a search warrant, and now he's being charged criminally, and he's going to have a federal defense here, saying, you know, I I was acting in self defense and I was doing my job and etc. That would be removed to federal court. That's that's how you think about removal. But in the course of of this January six trying to steal an election case, it's much more complicated. So Ken Cheeseboro can argue he was acting at the direction of a federal official. Now, he wasn't a a federal official at the time because he wasn't working for the federal government. Um, But I would argue that he was uh, he was acting. He was working for candidate Trump, not President Trump at the time that that candidate Trump uh, was trying to steal the election to remain president, that it was not part of President Trump's duties or anyone else's presidential duties or federal official duties, that this was part of a campaign and that Ken Cheeseboro was working as part of the campaign. And so I would argue that he doesn't even qualify as, um, even if he were to make this motion as a federal official, even though he did not actually um, move for removal yet there. But the other individuals are moving for it, right? Trump, Meadows, and John Eastman. They, and, and, and I'm sorry, Trump hasn't moved for it yet. I, I totally misspoke. Everyone assumes he's going to move for removal. Uh, actually, the head of the Georgia Republican Party, David Schaefer, has, has moved for removal. So you have three cases pending in uh, federal court waiting for the judge to decide whether or not there will be removal. And so you've got that going on. And now you've got, uh, Ken Cheeseboro trying to force a speedy trial. So it's unclear how this will all play out and what will happen to these cases. Will some go to federal court and some stay in state court? If some gets removed to federal court, does that mean all get removed to federal court? If they get, let's say they all get removed to federal court, will the Georgia rules of procedure and speedy trial apply? Or will the federal rules of speedy trial apply, which then he would not be able to move for such a quick, speedy trial. It's just unclear because these are uncharted territories about how all of these things will play or interplay with one another. Uh, But that's what's happening right now with Ken Cheeseboro and the others. 
we will be watching the rest turn themselves in. They have until Friday of this week to turn themselves in. If they do not turn themselves in, Fonnie Willis uh, claims that she gave more than enough time, two weeks, to turn, turn yourself in. And if you don't, an arrest warrant will be issued which means law enforcement can arrest you uh, if you get stopped anywhere and bring you to court. So that's what's happening. And join us every Wednesday and Saturday for Legal AF at 8 o'clock Eastern. I'm Karen Friedman Agnifilo. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.